Hello, I'm Sheldon Shalley, psychotherapist, shamanic practitioner, and the author of the book, The Other Man in Me. And I'm Bertha Eddington, podcast producer, and we both welcome you to this groundbreaking podcast titled Spirituality and Sexuality, The Hidden Connection. So Sheldon, what topic on this genre are we going to be talking about today? Well, Bertha, today we're going to talk about our search to experience unity with the other, meant as our own soul. This desire for unity is also behind all forms of sexuality. And so this is a continual continuation, I should say, of our examination of the connection between sexuality and spirituality. Is that correct, Sheldon? Exactly. Ultimately, this other, as our soul, contains all that lies hidden there, repressed, shunned, ignored. Whatever our sexual orientation may be, at its core is a longing for our own soul, and the desire to bring into existence that which lies buried there. Thus, all sexuality can be understood as one of the many ways the soul expresses itself. In fact, I would say that all attraction is in some way a longing of the soul. To understand the hidden meaning in the attraction is to bring a level of awareness to the experience, which changes our understanding from fate to living it in a conscious relationship. So, so we can choose to ignore that and, and what happened to ignore that deeper part and, and repressed parts as we talked about in our last podcast. But what happens when people choose to ignore or continue to repress those parts of themselves? Well, unfortunately, these hidden places often get inappropriately projected onto others. This can result in a strong desire for the other, resulting in compulsive sex, multiple affairs, and even sexual addictions uh, to what I might call a negative projection, such as an aversion to the other found in homophobia. Hmm. But what if, because of someone's circumstances, they don't feel they can safely express their sole sexual connection? Well, there are times when living out one's sexual desires and attractions in the outer world may not be appropriate, too demanding, even not feasible, uh, such as in the case of sexual compulsions. In such situations, a person's libido needs to be expressed elsewhere, often internally. So Carl Jung has suggested that when a person turns his desire away from outer things, his libido then turns inward, and he reaches the place of the soul. So turning the libido inward opens a man to the possibility of discovering the spiritual meaning of his desires and even finding a new life plan. Yes, uh, as I understand it, the inward journey is journey is part of the solo search where one faces a crisis and emerges triumphant. It's a very deep part of ourselves. So where does that inward journey lead? Where does it end? How, how do we know? How do we start? <laughs> Well, the answer is unknown until one day you realize you're home. Somewhere deep inside you resonates with what you have discovered, who you have become. You recognize that you have found your truth. There's no need to defend it. Others' points of view do not diminish it. 
You can allow others their judgments without judging your home. You have come to understand that those desires and attractions were symbols of the soul's longing to live its life, its unlived life. That life, unconscious, dormant in your soul, becomes your life. The life that you find was what was longing all along, the intent and spiritual purpose behind the sexual desires and attractions you experienced. Indeed, when an individual has succeeded in freeing himself from his traditional alliances in a responsible fashion, he will then be able to choose the direction of his life, which will ensure his own autonomy and the right to govern himself according to his own reason. I now turn to where the hero's journey begins, leaving the past behind to begin the process of governing oneself according to the reasons of one's own soul. Right, even hearing you say that, it feels amazingly powerful and and I can feel the potential for it to be tremendously freeing. I mean, we all want the confidence of our choices and the freedom from judging and being judged. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Um, There's a long history of this. You know, mythology, fairy tales, religious traditions, world literature, and modern movies are often strewn with uh, stories of a man's journey to overcome obstacles in his search for selfhood and then his desire to fulfill a longing of his soul. Whether it's Perseus who rescued his future bride, Andromeda, from a monster, the prince who freed the lifeless maiden in Sleeping Beauty, the biblical character Joseph who eventually reunited his family and saved a nation from starvation, King Arthur's quest to find the Holy Grail, or Luke in Star Wars, who redeemed his father's darkness. They all ventured forth from the world as they knew it, into the unknown areas, uncharted paths, where they encountered forces they had to overcome or endure in order to get the treasure they sought. Then transformed by that process, they returned home to share their gift with their community or the world. In this process, a man must overcome multiple obstacles. If successful, he frees this other, the treasure hard to find that lies hidden in his soul, and a new consciousness is born. So all of the examples you gave are, are outward journeys, um, and we're talking about our, our own personal journeys. So can you give us an example of an inward experience? Well, yes, but first, I would say that even those examples are outward manifestations of an inner process. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, inner journeys find their ways into the outer world if they are successful. Or our outward journeys become internalized and change the inner landscape. Take, for example, a man is caught in a pornography addiction as well as compulsive same-sex encounters. He dreams that he is reading a book on the sacredness of sexuality. The book says that homosexuality, watching pornography, and masturbating are manifestations of the sacred experience of the anima, of that inner woman. Now, I have pointed out elsewhere that this anima, this inner woman, is an archetype. And as an archetype, she's a powerful force in the unconscious, pulling us under her spell with a godlike fascination. Without knowing it, we worship her. Marcia Eliade, in his book Image and Symbols, points out that sexuality has everywhere 
and always been a manifestation of the holy. According to Iliad, the purpose of sexuality is to reveal to human beings that which is beyond ego, or in religious terms, that which is divine. As that man began to discover the unconscious split-off parts of himself that were being projected onto the pornographic images of the other men in his sexual encounters, he was able to withdraw the projections, embrace and embody his own split-off masculinity, and stop his compulsive sexual acting out. He was able to develop a loving, caring, and sexually fulfilling relationship with his partner. This is truly a Herculean task to free his unconscious masculine energy and integrate it into consciousness, no less greater than Perseus, who rescued his future bride, Andromeda, from the monster. It's all about freeing unconscious parts of ourselves and bringing them into consciousness and relatedness. Sexuality as symbol will broaden and deepen humanity's understanding of itself and of the enormous forces that live in the unconscious, which, if not made conscious, will live out in harmful and destructive ways. If sexuality is to reveal that which is beyond ego, that which is transcendent or divine, then understanding its symbolic and sacred meaning becomes an important part of self-knowledge. Sexuality, or to use the dream's references, homosexuality, pornography, and masturbating, hold within their very manifestations revelations of the archetypal and sacred character of the unconscious. So to miss their meaning is to live them out unconsciously, even compulsively, and even remain stuck in their repetition of compulsive sexual behaviors while missing what the soul is longing to bring into consciousness, its connection to the transcendent or the divine in us. Particularly in our time now, this is a critical message. And why do you say that? Why do you believe it's so critical now? Well, 3 to 5% of the U.S. population is in treatment for sexual compulsion related issues. There are endless manifestations. The man who's having an affair with his secretary or the wife's best friend. The man who sneaks upstairs in the middle of the night to watch pornography. The man who is caught in compulsive and destructive affairs or one-night stands. Or the man who seeks out men with whom to have brief sexual encounters. The urge behind these behaviors is often something else. It's something that's wanting to get into consciousness. Some unlived life that's longing to be lived some part of us that longs for recognition, acceptance, integration, and yes, even love. These parts can get projected onto other people, onto our fantasies, and sometimes our compulsive and destructive behaviors in an attempt to get into life, to be lived somehow. Compulsive and destructive sexual behaviors are often fueled by erotic fantasies, like dreams Erotic fantasies are symbolic products of the unconscious that point to something unknown, to a development that's still called for, a meaning yet to be realized. Therefore, the images arising in a man's primary erotic fantasies can be understood as symbols of what may be lacking in his psychosexual, social, spiritual development. Because contents missing from consciousness and that are required for wholeness of the personality will often appear in accentuated form in the unconscious, making themselves known through a dream, 
a spontaneous fantasy or some other powerful effect? Well, I think it's safe to say that we all do have fantasies. But why is it, you know, and they're fun, and it's great to have them, at least mostly. Um, but why do you feel that it's so important to pursue the meaning of that fantasy? Well, I hold the idea that most human thought and behavior is actually symbolic rather than literal. The problem is that literal truth never frees a man from his bondage to his senses. It only shows him what he is and that he can't be otherwise. But symbolic truth, on the other hand, it, it frees the libido, it frees the energy, it offers a new level of understanding, forming it into a, a spiritual form. It's the symbol that moves the energy from one realm to another. So to, be, to begin to understand and integrate into consciousness the meaning of what the fantasy seeks to compensate or complete will often render it powerless then. It's completed its purpose. And so it no longer has to act out in its destructive and compulsive behaviors. This is the hero's journey. This integration will provide for a more appropriate expression of the authentic self and result in a greater sense of wholeness and a more complete and integrated expression of the masculine and feminine energies, both inside us as a relationship to ourselves and within our external relationships. That concept feels very empowering to me, that the fact that we can choose to examine our fantasies even internally rather than repressing them, and that by doing so we can experience wholeness and confidence. Um, I, I think that's truly a hero's journey and a worthy reward. I'm, I'm definitely going to take that to heart. And thank you so much, Sheldon. How are we going to carry on with our conversation next time? Well, I think next time we'll look at how archetypes, those typical and universal patterns of emotion and behavior, can be triggers for personal growth and even provide spiritual meaning into our sexuality. Great. I look forward to that. And I want to thank all of our listeners for joining us on this episode of Spirituality and Sexuality, The Hidden Connection. If you found it valuable, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and share it with your friends, your family, total strangers. Uh, we do appreciate you joining us on this journey as we explore and reach out to provide validation and deeper understanding of today's sexual and spiritual expression. Yes, thank you all. And please join us next time as we continue to explore this hidden meaning between our sexuality and spirituality. Bye.